One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to the Eurotrip live from Liverpool. So hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, live from Liverpool, day number... Oh, I've forgotten oh, already, it's know. becoming tiring. <laughs> anyway, we are here to look ahead to semi-final number two of the Eurovision Song Contest of 2023. Semi-final one is, is in the books now. We move on and we will very shortly find out the final ten countries joining the pre-qualifiers and the Big Five and Ukraine in the Grand Final. Indeed, yes. Yeah. So it's all eyes on semi-final two for us today on the podcast. We're previewing the second of those semi-finals. And right now, we're coming to you from a very special location. Uh, seat number... There's no numbers on the seat. <laughs> I can't see, but we are in the arena. Seat number 257 for me. Well, thanks for telling me that. Uh, 256 for me, then, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, we are coming to you live from Liverpool Arena, right ahead of the first dress rehearsal. I can see the ticking clock on the screen, and it's about to say a minute to go. So it's time for the Eurotrip. Yeah, so now we've got our seats. We're in place for the first dress rehearsal of the show that you're going to see on your TV screens tonight. James, semi-final two, wide open. Yeah, I think it is. You know, we, we saw in semi-final one earlier in the week. I think people knew who their favourites were going to be and uh, a lot of expected qualifiers. But I'd say for Thursday semi-final, wide open. And Callum, as ever, joins us here for the week. Callum, what are your thoughts? On semi-final number two, we've just said how open it is. It's a whole different kettle of fish to semi-final number one. It is, and I think a lot of people are saying it is the weaker of the two semi-finals. Let's not rush to that conclusion just yet, because we haven't yet seen these 16 performers live on stage. So it is an entirely open goal. We'll give you our thoughts as we get into today's episode. We're also going to be chatting to some of the artists performing in the semi-final and also meeting plenty of special guests along the way as well. So make sure you stay there 
because let's find out who we bump into. And as if by magic, we've made our way from the arena to the press centre, which is right next door to where all the action is happening inside. Yeah, not just the press centre, though. You've undersold where we actually are. We're in one of the sets that they've set up for people to conduct interviews in next door. We're in the Booking.com Presents Conchita's Holiday Home currently. <laughs> uh, there's a bath on the right and uh, one of these plastic balls, which is supposed to imitate a bath full of foam. Oh, is that what it is? It just looks like a ball pit. It's not obviously it's not a ball pit, it's a bath. Clearly a bath. Anyway, I'm gonna throw it back in. Hopefully it doesn't hit anyone on the way past. Fine. All good. Uh, Rob, we should quickly chat about our first reactions to the first dress rehearsal of semi-final number two, because that's what we've just seen. It was only open to the press, so there was no fans inside, so it wasn't packed out. Initial thoughts from what we've just seen. Surprising, actually, in terms of the countries that really, really impressed me. So the one country I think people need to look out for when they watch it on screen, on their TVs tonight, or indeed if they're in Liverpool, wherever they're watching, Armenia. Armenia is fantastic. It's not a song that I've loved or felt particularly passionate about throughout this entire selection season, throughout the entire run-up to the contest, but really brunette does a fantastic job and it's very well staged yeah she really brings it alive doesn't she she's second in the running order straight after riley from denmark who opens the show uh, a little bit later on in the show we've also got gustav from belgium uh, he is just a consummate professional isn't he i feel like he could just get out of bed walk onto the stage and give you a star-studded performance i think he sings that song about 50 times a day <laughs> just to himself because you can tell he has so much fun performing it 
you may see at some point on our social channels, I do a little bit of Augustaf and some of the other songs in semi-final two, uh, my take on their performances at the end of the, the dress rehearsal. But Gustav's a lot of fun and going to hear from him very shortly. Indeed we are. Uh, another fan favourite that was in the semi-final that we've just seen was Austria. That's Tier and Salino with Who the Hell is Edgar? That, I think as well, really comes alive as well. And I feel like everybody in that arena is really going to have a fun time because it's a really super energetic song. And final word from us at the moment, not just saying this because they just walked past, but the boys from Joker out from Slovenia. They are effortless. They're so cool. I just want to be them really good and would expect them to sail through to the final. And of course, closing the show in semi two is Australia. That's Voyager. It's a huge song, really anthemic. It's a really great way to close the show. And to find out a little bit more about the performance, to get a bit more of a reaction, I think Callum has grabbed somebody to tell us a little bit more. Not just one person. In fact, we've got two people joining us now from Aussie Vision, Kiri Arcos and Liv. How are you both? Yeah, doing very good. <laughs> Having a ball. I'm so glad we've got two sets of Aussie dulcet tones for you today. That's what we like to hear. Now, we have just seen Voyager complete their first dress rehearsal live on the Eurovision stage. You guys saw it live from the press centre. How do you think it went? Yeah, it's a great overall concept, a lot of energy, and I really think the band members each, all of their personalities really come through. Uh, Liv, tell me about Danny. He has a lot of energy. He's the front man of the group, obviously. He starts off in a car, and then he jumps out the car. Then he has a keytar in his hand. What is going on with that performance there? He's amazing, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's totally unreal. And the way they've got him lit um, to get that sort of 80s vibe. I mean, he's a very striking guy in both, you know, front and side profile and with hair. So I think they've gotten everything out of the aesthetics of Danny, let's put it that way. I think there is a concept here and a narrative without it being too messy. But I would say there's definitely a few camera angles they could work on to really get in a bit closer and personal with the other band members to try and get their character to come through a bit more on TV rather than just a wider shot where it could be kind of anybody in that split second you know what I mean no exactly what you mean now there's a lot of light the lighting production and lighting budget is huge for this performance not a lot of pyro in the performance do you, do you want to see a bit more fireworks and, and 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 stuff like that yeah we're hoping maybe just yeah a bit of pyro just give that punchiness um at the maybe at the end or that moment um but I really do think uh, that moment with Simone and uh, Danny on the car, like, yeah, it's great, but just that pyro will just give it that extra punch that it probably just needs. And you think there's no problem about these guys qualifying for Saturday night's grand final, right? After watching uh, the rehearsals, uh, I think they're going to do pretty well and get through. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to The Eurotrip, live from Liverpool. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So welcome back to the Eurotrip podcast. Now, Callum and James have disappeared. We will be hearing where they are and who they're chatting to a little bit later on in today's episode as we look ahead to semi-final two of Eurovision 2023. But first, we're going to throw back to Tuesday night. We had a little bit of reaction on yesterday's episode from Ireland's non-qualification, another NQ for the Irish so I thought we'd spend some time unpicking that properly with two of the biggest names from the Irish Eurovision community. I'm joined in the press centre by Mihal from Eurovision Hub. Mihal, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Very, very good. I'll ask how you are in a second. And also joined by Connor from the Eurovision podcast. Connor, hello. How are you? Good to speak with you. Very, very good. Now, Mihal, I'll get you first. Genuinely, how are you feeling? You've had a little bit of time for you to come to terms with the, the NQ? Yeah, I think going into the semi, we knew it was like one of the most difficult semis, I'd say, ever. It was a bloodbath, even from the draw. I was like, this is always going to be tough for us. Um, so there was a level of expectancy. It was like we were hopeful that maybe something could happen on the night. You never know, like 2018, we didn't expect to qualify. So I was hopeful. So, yeah, there it is, five years without us being in the final. And I just think, is this now the kick that RT and Ireland needs, is it? Connor, for you guys on the Eurovision podcast, you have been so close to everything that's been happening with Ireland and Eurovision this year. You know, with Eurosong, you were chatting to all the artists and you followed Wild Youth on this whole journey. So how are you left feeling after what we saw in Semi One? Similar to Michal, you know, you build a relationship with these acts, um, particularly in a smaller nation like Ireland, like our, our team is so small, so you get to know each, individu- each individual person very, very well. So it's, it's as if we've lost something personal, but at the end of the day, you know, um, you got to be honest with yourselves and, you know, as brilliant as the act is, at the end of the day, it's a song contest and the song wasn't up to scratch. And I think we knew that going into it, it would take a lot for them to qualify um, in such a tef- tough semi-final, you know, loads of those spots were filled up straight away. So it was really one or two spots that we were battling with. And there were so many good songs last night. And yeah, it, it's sad, but not surprising at the end of the day. One of the, biggest, one of the biggest things we've seen recently with Eurovision and songs that perform very well and do very well is that authenticity. You know that the artist truly believes in their song and the song truly represents who they are. Do you think both of you, that we had that with Wild Youth and We Are One? I think we had their best intentions at heart, but looking back at Wild Youth's discography, maybe you'll agree, it was it, it didn't sound like them. It sounds like they want to go to Eurovision and they maybe want to formulate a Eurovision track that embodies what they think Eurovision is. And I think that's uh, We Are One was the result of that. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I totally agree. It's... You know, it's best intentions, but at the end of the day, it does not match anything that we've really heard from Wild Youth. And I, I get what they were trying to do, be anthemic with that message song, but at the end of the day, Eurovision is not that anymore. Ten years ago, this might have worked, but 
for now, for what Eurovision is, it just does not work. And it's a shame because I feel like the lads would have been great with something that sounded a bit more like them, you know. Um, but that's not saying they didn't believe in the song, you know. They, they backed it all the way. They felt it was their best shot. And, you know, once the acts feel that way, you gotta you got to go with them and, and go on the journey. But ultimately, it, it didn't work out. I said earlier on, you guys are intrinsically linked with the Irish Eurovision community. What is the wider reaction? Is it frustration? Are you guys tired? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's frustration. It's tired. We see a lot of countries changing their trajectory the past couple of years, and we're sort of thinking, when's it our turn? Like, when are we going to like get excited to see... Like, Junior, for example, that was wild. Like, the Irish community were so excited to see us. For a lot of us, it was the first time seeing us in the top five, getting 12 points. We've never seen that. And I'm like, when's it us? Yeah. When is it our turn? It's, it's a shame, you know, but I, I think the fans are, at this point, just tired and fed up and angry as well but at the moment it's just tiredness it's you know the same circle every single year you you get behind the act you support them non-qualify you get behind the act you support them non-qualify and you know we've tried for years and years you know we've been batting in the door of RT you know asking for change and stuff like that so hopefully next year is the start of something because I feel like the wider community in Ireland not just Eurovision fans are starting to wake up a bit We've seen it with the press at home. We've seen it with, you know, even the broadcasters' own radio stations kind of, you know, saying stuff online today. So I think hopefully this tiny bit more pressure will open up RT a bit more. There's a lot of change at RT. There's a new director general. There's a new entertainment producer. So next year would be a perfect start for a new Eurovision chapter. Obviously, the Late Late, which was Zero Song, they're getting new hosts as well. So it's a perfect opportunity for a whole revamp, revamp of RT Eurovision, basically. So I think hopefully next year is the start of something. But going to finish with a big question. What needs to change? What does need to change to improve Ireland's Eurovision fortunes? To have, you know, is it a, a UK 2022? To have a Netherlands 2013? What needs to happen? I would love us to have that moment that all these countries have. And I think it's in us. I do think it's yeah. in us. And I don't even think we need to do... We don't need to have this big Melfast competition. We don't need to have this big televised show. I think small wee tweaks, like I was just saying to Connor, open up the submission period for songs now before summer, set up song where it comes so that artists and acts and writers, they know that the option's there because that window period is too small. And that's just one small wee thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And in conjunction with that, open up the submission period from, you know, July, not this three, four week window. And also on top of that, scout artists, you know, go and approach artists, sell them Eurovision, you know, look what it can do for your career. And if that not works out, you can go to the open submission as well. And, you know, look, it's obvious there's a big talk of, you know, the team needs to change. But realistically, I think the team needs to be expanded. It's one two person team in RT and that's not enough. You know, you come here and you see the delegation sizes for some countries. It's massive. They need help. They need support. And I think as opposed to, you know, ruining the team or, you know, criticizing the team, I think it's more so the broadcaster needs to be putting more resources into the, the current team because you know they're trying their best and you know it's a losing battle at the moment but they, they need they need the support they need the support Ireland their Eurovision journey for the week has come to an end you two though very much not the case so what are you up to for the rest of the week what are we up are to we? my gosh so we've just finished watching the dress rehearsal for semi-final two um, tomorrow 
maybe we've got some people from the channel coming. We're going to go to the village and watch that. Friday, Euro Club. Saturday, going to the final. And I think it's just nice to be here in the press room, seeing everyone from online and hanging out. It's like, I keep talking like Eurovision. It's like a summer camp. Yeah. You go there every year and you just hang out. Reunited with everyone. That's the best thing. I know, it's, it's great. And this year is fantastic. You know, there's so much on. There's only too much going on that you, you can't keep up with things. But it's... Uh, it's such a good vibe, such a good vibe. Well, both of you, thank you so much for chatting. Really, really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having us. And now we mentioned how much is going on here in Liverpool. We're going to cross over to the village where Callum is with one of the artists competing in semi-final two. Gustav from Belgium, yes. welcome back to the Eurotrip. Thank you, thank you. Now, we spoke to you, the last time we spoke to you on the podcast was before you even won the right to represent Belgium at the Eurovision Song Contest. How much has your life changed since then? Ah, yes, it it changed completely. But it's been a brilliant experience, I have to say. It was, uh, I mean, when I won, uh, it was, um, you know, a combination of of absolute sheer joy and also a bit of shock. And, uh, yeah, then I feel like once that happened... It was just a whirlwind <laughs> of experiences, but it's been really lovely. It's been really lovely to to be part of this Eurovision tradition, and I think the community is a lovely community with a lot of people who are just full of passion for Eurovision. So, and I, I'm the same. I'm, I'm a fan myself. So, it's really a very nice realization to be part of this Eurovision experience. Absolutely, and you've obviously wanted to uh, compete at the Eurovision Song Contest for a very long time. You've been here in Liverpool for well over a week now. Does it feel real, or is it still, you can't believe this still? Uh, no, I, it's, it's definitely real, that's, that's for sure. Um, uh, meaning I, I was, it's different now because you're really prepared. You come here prepared to, to perform, to do your rehearsals, to do your promos. And you, you, you do that with a, with a state of mind that really is focused on being here. So it's definitely real, not to say that maybe once next week is over, no matter what happens, it'll still be a bit like, did that all just happen? Because it feels like winning the national final was just last week and it's been like four months. So it's, yeah, it's a whirlwind. Absolutely. And you've just performed live on stage at the Eurovision Village. Do you, how much do you love performing at these other Eurovision events for all these really die-hard Eurovision fans? I love it. I love it. That's been the, probably the most exciting thing from a lot of exciting things that I experienced at Eurovision, uh, the Eurovision pre-parties. Uh, it feels like it's an extension of what just happened here. It's just people who are really into the, the music and, and the, um, the contest itself. So you arrive with you know, a great... Uh, you just ride on the wave of, of the crowd because they're just so into it. They're really with you. It's something that's really magical. And I, I've, I've never, as an artist, I've never experienced that kind of emotion where you just arrive on stage and people sing your song back to back to end. That's really incredible to me, and I'm very, very thankful that that is actually something I'm experiencing right now. Let's talk about your live performance at Eurovision. It's changed a little bit compared to the national final uh, at home in Belgium. Um, you've got a bigger hat, first of all, let's say that. Uh, and you've got a, a dancer on stage with you as well. Do you want to tell us all about the live performance? Yes, well, when we, when we uh, won the national final and we saw the stage of Liverpool in February, which was huge, we realised like we're going to have to amp this up 
and we're going to have to be much more dynamic in our performance. And I also felt I loved the national final, but that was really just a blueprint from what we really wanted to achieve. So we just got to work. We started rehearsing in February already, and very quickly on we realized, I had my three singers with me, that we were still missing something, and I was really looking at a lot of performances, and it feels like we always, always need to add a level of surprise and a level of something that's unexpected, and I do feel by adding Pussy West from the House of West, who is really a ballroom dancer from New York, from the scene itself, we're adding something that's uh, celebratory, that's vibrant, and that's authentic. And yeah, it feels really good to present something of uh, ballroom culture on the Eurovision stage. And I'm just happy that we're, we're like, uh, it's a much more dynamic performance and I feel like it will translate well in the arena and at the people at home. And finally, uh, you're having a lot of fun here in Liverpool, but it is a competition. You are vying for a be- uh, the best result possible. What do you think you can achieve in your semi-final on Thursday? And ultimately, what do you want to achieve potentially on Saturday night in the grand final? Well, yeah, I, I really want... To, it's two things. I will tell you this, because, of course, it's a contest and I'm very aware of, of uh, polls and, and, and uh, what people are saying. I think it's kind of a given if you want to compete, you're going to have to also see what happens in, in bookmakers online and everything. And I think that's, that's very fair to do. So saying that, I am very driven to bring home you know, a good... Um, Result for Belgium. I definitely want to get through semi-final too, <laughs> and I hope to do well in the final as well. That's the number one. That's the competition part of it. And the part two for me is, I really do believe that the song uh, translates to people who may be in need of this kind of message. And I do believe that if we put uh, down a good performance that really celebrates, you know, a different lifestyle, a queer lifestyle that incorporates everyone, that's also part of the job. And if people can feel that at home, that's also important to me. What a great message. Best of luck, Gustav, and thanks for talking to us. When you aren't listening, find us on social media. Add Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. It's the Eurotrip Podcast. Back with me, Rob, in the press centre here at Eurovision 2023. Thank you very much to Callum there for chatting to Gustav from Belgium in the Eurovision Village. And now, before we close out today's episode and this look ahead to semi number two, we're going to cross to somewhere else here in the city to chat to an artist that I'm sure you remember from last year. They were one of the standout performers from 2022. So let's cross over to James. We'll be chatting to them. So we're down here in Liverpool City Centre with two people by the name of Keith and Jim. Oh, we're going for Subwoofer. What are we calling you today? Well, you can call us whatever you want, really. <laughs> um, we are Ben and Gouter, Keith and Jim, Subwoofer. Uh, I mean, I guess we have Liverpudlian names that we can make up. Uh, no, I think that's no, it. No, we'll, stick, we'll stick yeah. to that, it's enough. Yeah. That was very on the spot. Uh, do you know what, I'd love to do this chat, but I'm going to hand you over to BBC's Emma Millen, who is arguably the biggest subwoofer fan that I know. Emma? Hello, yes, I absolutely love you, and um, to the fact that I might might have a poo anytime so like I'm, I'm sweating like I've interviewed people in the past and this is the moment that I'm like you know what I've got it I've got this Come on. You, know, you, 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 you can poo happy now oh yeah okay okay um one thing I did do um last year for Eurovision obviously I was a massive massive fan so I actually did a costume like many other people have yes. thought I'd give you a look right this was me on TikTok Woo. wow wow you Ooh. actually look better I, than we do that's friendly. amazing Oh, so you really, you really took it seriously. Oh, that's yeah, oh, yeah. We got, like, I got people saying, like, oh, that's actually Keith. People in the comments being like, that's actually Keith. And then someone was like, they have boobs. So that's, 
well, you know what? There have been times in my life I also have had boobs. So it could have been Keith. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it could have been, you know, who knows? So I'm thinking, you know, if, um, you know, these dancers that you have in the background, all this, uh, the glitter glamour, the dance, I know the dance off by heart, I'm just saying. Fine, um, yeah. Do you want to join, basically? That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe tonight yes. I'm going to dress yeah. up. Yes. Can I come on stage? Absolutely. If you are dressed you know. up, you can come on stage. 100%. Absolutely. Is that, yes. a, is that a, a legit? Is that a piggy promise? 100% promise. You just have to make yourself like, Known. Well, a crowd surf towards the stage. Well, I reckon the last song we'll do, we'll do an extended version of Give That Wolf a Banana and you can come up on stage. There might be a few more of you tonight, so there might be quite a few, but we can try and get everyone. I'll fight them. I'll fight them. Yeah. Well, I, I don't doubt it. You can poo on them. How about that? Yeah, that'll do. Why that'll not? do. One thing I really wanted to ask you is: Is there been any times when you were under, like, under the the mask that you've maybe had a close call where maybe someone was coming and you had to like dive into a bush and you're thinking, what is actually going on, or was it not really that serious? It was very serious at the time. Yeah, we we were sort of smuggled in and out of the Eurovision Village and, and, and into the actual Eurovision venue. So there were plenty of times where we almost got caught out. We weren't actually very clever, were we? We we, we almost got caught out many times. Yeah, I yeah actually I met a reporter at a cafe once, Norwegian, um, and then I just had like one second to take on my uh, sunglasses and caps because sunglasses as everyone knows completely disguises your entire face very big as sunglasses right yeah and also you didn't pay for the bill did you you just ran out of the thing yeah Yeah. no I think we 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 were taking it seriously but we didn't realise how seriously other people were taking it so the the sort of press attention particularly from Norwegian media and then when we got down to um, Turin was ridiculous. We were sort of we were being a bit lapsadaisical when we started, and then after I was like, oh no, we actually have to be serious about this. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, you say serious. You were doing random things. Obviously, you couldn't talk. So is there anything that you did, and you did something? Maybe you took something. Maybe you were too close to someone. You thought I really shouldn't be doing this, but because I am now this person, I'm, I'm doing it. Well, look, I, we, I, well, I think both of us, but we had like a a sort of rock star feeling because we could kind of get away with everything and you know, I, I definitely smashed up a few like you know I, I was just throwing things and like <laughs> messing about with people and shoving sweets in their mouth and just being really like um, obnoxious um, which was really fun but now obviously everyone knows that it's me I, I have to be a bit more polite and I actually have to sort of chat normally I can still talk about poo <laughs> clearly so clearly that, that's why it's still fun but um, yeah, it was. It definitely have to calm it down a bit now. Have you ever um, heard of like um, Celebrity Hunted, that TV show where people get hunted? Like you basically go on, as celebrities go on, there's a normal version as well. You go on, you've got to stay undercover for like times. So you've got to get to one place and then another place without being spotted by police. And there's a big chase. Oh. I think this would be really good. I never seen that in Norway. No, that's because it's, it's, it's a UK show, isn't yeah. it? Do you say, yeah, yeah? Well, we would probably be good as us, but maybe not so good as Yellow Wolves. <laughs> I th- but I think, was, yeah, I think you could. If you, yeah, why not? Well, I mean, no one's called. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll be on it if they want to call us, but, you know, I don't know how good we'll be. Um, one last thing, though. Um, obviously, when you announced and, and took the mask off and all that thing, I was watching and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a bit sad. Yeah. Um, and I, loads of people obviously were as well. You said it wasn't the end, but where's the world tour? Where's the album? Well, these things take We're time. Like, I mean, we are you know, here. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, we have. Subwoofer isn't just music, it's sort of become a lot of other things. So we have, you know, for example, we're halfway through writing the second. 
There you go, we're selling beer. We didn't know we were selling beer. This is this is sub for cherry beer. We didn't Give even that... know we met the king yesterday. No, exactly. So you know, Prince King Charles was uh, there. We you know watching sub going past. But we, you know, in all seriousness, there's like a film script that's in development. There's we're on our second book. The first one's being released in August. We are working on new music as well. But we kind of got to a point where we were like, okay, cool. Now we just have to sort of take stock and regroup and then keep pushing out everything else. So it's just, Subwoofer's a bit of a world. It's not just, just because we haven't released music in a month doesn't mean we've disappeared. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Waiting for it. Have that poo. We'll have it, as, we'll release it as soon as you've finished. Thank you very much. I'll call that a day and I'm going to go and have that poo. Thank you very Excellent. much. You're listening to The Eurotrip, live from Liverpool. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Honestly, I don't really know where to go with that, so I feel like we should probably end the episode. So that was James, although not really. That was Subwoofer superfan Emma interviewing Subwoofer on our behalf with, I would argue, an unnecessary amount of information about bodily functions. However, still a very entertaining lesson. Thank you very much to Emma, thank you to James, and also thank you to Callum as well, who of course we heard a little bit earlier on down in the village interviewing Gustav. Gustav, along with the 15 other artists, of course, will be competing in the semi-final tonight. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy everything that happens, whether you are here in Liverpool, whether you're watching at home, whether you're in the Eurovision Village. Hope you have a fantastic time. And the next time you hear from us, we will be reacting to everything that happens and we will know the full lineup for the grand final of Eurovision 2023. Should say as well, we've teased this already, there are some huge names joining us between now and the end of the week, so stay tuned for all of those. And also, on yesterday's episode, we mentioned Lorene's nails. I'm going to have more on that for you very soon. And of course, we'll have highlights of our big live event down at Sugar and Dice as well. So if any of you are coming down to see us, we'll see you very soon. Don't forget to leave us a review, rate us five star and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. It's been fantastic to have you on this journey here in Liverpool so far. And hopefully you can join us between now and the grand final. Thank you for listening. From me, Rob, it's goodbye. And on their behalf, from Callum and from James, it's goodbye from them as well. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.